Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Cars, a copyrighted program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Welcome to the police calling all cars, engine all cars, broadcast 116. Be on the lookout for two Negroes. Number one described is about six feet, weight 180 pounds, age 27. Number two, thin, five feet, eight inches, weight 120. These men just held up and killed a streetcar conductor. That's all. Rolls and Let loose 
upon our law-abiding citizens, degenerates, and criminals far better off behind the bars. Tonight's story reveals a typical and appalling aftermath of parole. We have selected it at random. The police records of this state and every state of this union are filled with just such stories as the one to which you are about to listen. Between the years 1921 and 1932, the June bug was arrested 22 times. The parole board let him loose although he was a known burglar and potential killer. When he learned that a weak and apologetic parole system would always let him out, his killer instincts came to the surface and in his viciousness vowed that no jail could hold him. But how appallingly true was that criminal's conclusion. He knew that under our indeterminate sentence law, that men selected, not merely because of any particular fitness for handling crime and criminals, but mainly to award political services, would sit in final judgment. He knew that after all the court's delays, if he could outsmart the coppers, he would have 99 chances out of 100 to beat a rap in the big house. The story of the June bug is its own indictment of the California parole system. Jefferson City, Missouri, August 12, 1924. For the time of robbery in the first degree, I sentence you, Willie Jones, alias Julius Jones, to the term of five years in the state penitentiary. Los Angeles, July 21st, 1928. And so, Willie Jones, alias Julius Green, it is the decision of this court that you serve the maximum sentence as prescribed by law for the crime of robbery in the second degree. Not less than one, no more than 15 years in the Fulton Penitentiary. March 24th, 1932. Willie Jones, alias Willie Green. You are aware of the terms of this parole. It's now entirely up to you whether you stay on the outside or come back to Folsom. I'll never be back in Folsom, boss. Six months later in downtown Los Angeles. Yes, yes you come now. Now, who did you stop then follow me? Well, I'm not going there's a break. Look at that. That car's got to stop for that signal. Come on. Yes, just a stick up. No, 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 don't put your hands up. Just hand me over that chair. Hey, take it easy with that gun, buddy. I have to make it. Come on, put up with your arm rolling in it. Come on, you're a mercy conductor. Make us nap enough. Listen, if I give you this money, I'll lose my job. Don't care about that. Listen, maybe it's just to teach you not to talk back. Just a moment. Let's get over here. Come on, come on.
Captain McKayla assigns for the case detectives George Gibson and R.M. Jack, who proceed to the scene of the shooting, interrogate the only witness for the crime, and then return to headquarters. Well, boys, what did you say? Well, not too much, I'm afraid. The fellow who saw the shooting was on the streetcar at the time, and all he was able to tell us was that the bandit was a Negro. Apparently, he got scared or something and shot the conductor before he knew what he was doing. You had any description other than the color of him? Yeah, he wore a gray cap and was fairly young. That's about all. Well, I'll tell you what you'd better do. You and Jack go down in the central area there. She can browse around. See what you can pick up. This is a local boy. You might be able to get some dope on his identity. Wait a minute. Let me see what this is. Robbery detail, material speaking. Hello, Captain. This is Stewart again. That conductor who was shot just died over at the receiving hospital. What? Yeah, never recovered consciousness. I, I thought you'd want to know. Yeah, I do. Thanks, Stuart. Well, boys, our robbery case has turned into murder. conductor is immediately sent over the statewide teletype with a request to arrest and hold for murder. Meanwhile, detectives Gibson and Jack mingle with the crowd in Los Angeles, Harlem district. Each area is open for any hint which might lead to the identity of the killer. It is a little past one o'clock in the morning, three days after the shooting in one of the small, smoke-filled nightclubs on Central Avenue. I'd like this nightlife, Jack, but after three days of this, I'm beginning to think I was wrong. You and me both. Wouldn't be so bad if we could breathe. Yeah, I'm getting so I've forgotten what fresh air smells like. <laughs> I thought he was calling me for a minute. So did I. Thought maybe we'd found friends. Months go by. Months in which 
unceasingly searched for Willie Jones, but the June bug seemed to have disappeared from the face of the earth. It is November of the same year. In a courtroom in El Centro, a group of prisoners are standing before the local judge to have the date set for their trial. Coming up to take you back there for trial. 
much traveling on your own, especially with those leg irons on. Now, I'm going to get over here. Oh, you know 
if you can't get away with it, you drive that car. I'll take care of the rest. Uh, this highway will be filled with police cars in a few minutes. And when they see you, they won't dare shoot. You was my protection. Uh, I wish I could believe that. Meanwhile, Deputy Sheriff Jeb Stewart of the New Hall substation and his partner, Deputy Sheriff Carter, notified of the escape, are cruising the highway between New Hall and Falcon, eagerly scanning every passing car, hoping they will stop the Red Ford Coupe, yet fearing the worst because of Constable Hamilton. When suddenly... It looks like something's going to over the other side of that line. Yeah. Be able to see what it is when it's up the hill. Yes. Look. It's an old Ford, all right. Turn off the lights. Quick. This is it. Let him pass. And we can turn around and get him from behind. Yeah. Have a better chance that way of missing Hamilton. That's it. Hamilton driver. That's what's missing the funny part. You said it. All right. I'll turn around and follow him. Maybe we should shoot the tires away. That would stop him. Yeah. What do you suppose that guy would do to Hamilton if we did that? June bug. 
the principal character, a paroled yet hardened criminal, lay dead in the morgue with a forty-five caliber police bullet in his brain. But what of the police officer whose life he vowed to take before he would go back to the big house? What of the parole system which made it possible for this potential killer, gun in hand, his brain distorted, and in its madness conspiring to get even with society? Only an informed and outraged public can answer that question and revise the laws which fall so far short of their altruistic objectives. Thank you, Chief David. The Los Angeles Police Department realizes that six seconds count when criminals must be kept. Hundreds of radio cars patrol the city day and night, ready to dive to the scene of a crime. As these cars cruise slowly about, hour after hour, they require an economical gasoline. Then, when the alarm sounds, they require an emergency gasoline that they leap to top speed and go roaring to the rescue. Rio Grande cracked gasoline has met these requirements more efficiently than any other gasoline. And that's why it's specified exclusively for the police and emergency cars of Los Angeles, Oakland, Berkeley, Maricopa County, Arizona, and many other cities and counties. You'll find the secret of Rio Grande's success revealed for the first time in the new double-size edition of the Calling All Cars News. Get your free copy of this interesting publication wherever Rio Grande cracked gasoline is sold. If you have boys or girls in your family, ask the Rio Grande attendant about the many new free gifts, the G-Man and G-Detective outfits. But the biggest bargain of all at Rio, but the biggest bargain of all at Rio Grande stations is Sinclair Motor Oil. The motor oil and all the harmful petroleum gotta removed. A whole fort of concentrated, pure, guaranteed lubrication for only twenty-five cents and thirty cents in sealed cans.
An aerial for the police are enthusiastic users of Rio Grande's cracked gasoline. All the police and emergency cars of Oakland and the neighboring city of Berkeley use nothing but Rio Grande cracked gasoline. In Southern California, the largest law enforcement body in the West, the Los Angeles Police Department, used nothing but Rio Grande cracked gasoline. In Arizona, the largest county in the state is Maricopa, and every car operated by the county sheriff's office uses Rio Grande cracked gasoline. In fact, wherever calling all cars is heard, more police and emergency cars use Rio Grande cracked than any other brand. And all these thousands of emergency cars use exactly the same gasoline you get from your neighborhood Rio Grande dealer. At the same price you pay for ordinary gasoline, you can enjoy the extra pleasure of police car performance. Now it is our pleasure to present Chief 